everyone, welcome back to the spoiler cast. Welcome to this new season, I suppose. The yes. 2024 season. Uh, if we're counting, I suppose this is the fifth season? Because I think we started in 2019? Yeah, but like, uh, proper season is maybe the third? I think so. No, or 2020, maybe. We did it weekly. Either way, we're back. back. <laughs> uh, we're back and we're doing video now. So if you're listening Woo! to this, yeah, if you're listening to this on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcast or anywhere like that, um, you can check us out on YouTube.com slash. Uh, the fuck is it? Don't make a scene. Please don't make a yeah, scene. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you, you want to see our beautiful faces, you can watch our beautiful faces. And I mean, in the the rare occurrences that we play any audio or video, now you can actually watch it on YouTube. Yes. Also, before we continue, um, if you want to click the like button, if you like this, of course, on YouTube. And uh, if you really like the show, you should check us out on patreon.com slash don't make a scene, where we, of course, is going to uh, release uh, weekly exclusive episodes and yes. hopefully monthly commentary tracks. Yeah. I will see. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a promise. That's not a promise. Um, but enough of that. Let's 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 get into it. Let's get into twenty twenty four by talking about an old movie. <laughs> yes, we've had We're, that theme for a couple of years now. Yeah. Start off the year with an old one. Classic. I suppose. A classic. And at this point, we're talking about a nineteen ninety four movie, which is yes. thirty years old this, at this point. Yes. How do you feel about that, Jamaica? <laughs> <laughs> it's the same age as me. I'm, exactly. Yeah. I feel old. <laughs> Yeah, well, I turned 35 this year, so... I know. Anyway, Whatever. yeah. No, uh, we're talking about the uh, the goth action masterpiece, The Crow. Ooh, <laughs> yes. Uh, starring uh, Brandon Lee, basically. Um, yeah, a few others. <laughs> yeah, a few others. What's his name? I don't. Oh, I don't have the cast list in front of me. Uh, well, we have Michael Wincott. Right. We have uh, Ernie guy. Hudson. We as have. Top uh, guy. Uh, we have David Patrick Kelly as T Bird. Yeah, the main, the really the main bad guy. I I would think. Yeah. Even though we'll 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 get to that. Yes. But yeah. And a bunch of other people. Yeah, and uh, infamously Michael Massey, and we'll get to why yes. that is infamously later. I mean, everybody knows, but we'll get to it. But yeah, we'll yes. talk about the movie first. Um, yeah, uh, uh, released in 1994. It's a story of uh, of uh, rock artist Eric Draven who comes back from the dead one year after he died to avenge the the rape and death of his uh, fiance Shelley. Shelley, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, his own murder as well. Uh, yeah, that too. Yeah, but mainly his fiance. Yeah, and uh, I gotta ask you: Had you watched this before? Yes, because you Are have you sure? the DVD. Yes, and I remember always looking at that cover and being like, "Ah, oh, this is this is interesting. What is this movie?" And I've watched it a bunch of times. I think. Okay. Back, you know, when I had like when I loved um, dark movies and horror movies. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. My, nope. I guess emo era. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely early teens. Yeah. The, oh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know. The, well, you weren't that into. That stuff. Were that you? Stuff. The emo stuff. Emo stuff. Well, not yeah. uh, not compared to others, but uh, compared to people in my school. Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't. I was apparently 
the emo girl. <laughs> you were the emo kid? Oh, I, yeah. I had no idea. Because I, I hung out with the rockers and we always listened to dark music and people thought I was the Satan worshiper for a while. What? Did you didn't even yeah, have black hair. No, but I had like, I don't know, dark clothes? I don't you fucking know. <laughs> you didn't have any Nightmare for Christmas uh, shirts or... Uh... No, you, but you you I watched a lot of horror. Shirts. I, I lost, lo- watched a lot of horror and listened to a lot of like screamo and and punk pop rock stuff. And people I, thought that was weird, apparently. So oh. I, I was the emo kid. I, I don't remember know. You were listening to like Paramore. Well, that that counted. But I then guess. I also listened to like Evanescence and and um, yes. Flyleaf stuff like that. So <laughs> and my friends were had a rock band. So. That also helped, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Anyway, yeah. Anywho. Um. So, do do you know what you thought of it back then? I liked it enough to rewatch it a few times, obviously. But I know I have no memory of like the first time I watched it. It was revolutionary or something. No, I no clue. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't remember the first time I watched it either. Uh. It must have been. I must have read about it somewhere and then bought the DVD and watched it. Uh, don't really remember it having a, a big effect on me back then. Um, I mean, I remember enjoying it, but I yeah. think I think the whole thing was you heard about Brandon Lee died, and it's like ah, you want to check it out because of that, basically. See, I didn't. I honestly, when I rewatched it now, I was like, he died. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy? What has he done before? Oh, he's dead. Shit. He basically did nothing before this. Made like no. a couple of movies. This was his like breakthrough, and, and yeah. unfortunately, it was his last movie. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, or, or, or but but now then, uh, watching it with a more critical eye, what it, what do you think of the crew? It was fine. It's, it's uh the story is good, but it looks a little wonky at times. But I guess I mean it's the nineties. It's very artsy. It's based on a comic book. Yeah. I'm that, guessing they had to do a few workarounds since he actually died. Yes. Um, so, that might... You don't really notice that in the movie, but yes, they had to change certain details. Um, the one scene where he's um, running away before like the last fight, when he runs uh, into the cop and he gets in his car, mm. I mean, that must have been a stunt guy in general. But like yeah. even in scenes when it could have been Brandon Lee running, they used a stunt guy because they didn't show his face. Yeah, and I was like, hmm. I kept that's the problem though because I I realized halfway through the movie that oh he died. I was like, wonder where, where what time did they record that scene and when the incident happened and what point did they have to use someone else? But you didn't really notice it. Is that's that's the one scene when he's running over like rooftops and then end up end up in the uh, in the cop's car. That's the only scene I was like, yeah, that's not him. Yeah, yeah, you Everything can't. Else, yeah. You're supposed to be able to tell in the final battle when they're up on the roof. You can like see that it's a stunt guy at certain times because. But I mean, they... it was gonna be a stunt guy anyway. Probably, wasn't it? yeah, probably. And then. Uh, I know that the the scene where he becomes the crow, it's not him, unfortunately, uh, which is a very, very like pivotal scene in the movie, and that's not yeah. him. Yeah, uh, I no. didn't notice it though. So no, you don't notice it. You don't really it's notice only it. Only if at you all. know it. Yeah, I think. and like I said, if you don't know about that, you don't you don't notice that the like 
that there are shortcomings. Like, oh, they feels like something is missing here. Like, it doesn't feel like that at all. Because I think no, most really. of it was filmed before he died. Um, yeah. There was just, like, a few, like, a couple of scenes that they had to reshoot or, or sh- uh, shoot with another guy. Um, You mentioned, though, that it feels wonky. And that's, yeah. that's something I want to touch upon. Because, like I say, I really like this movie. Um, I think yeah. I, I like it more now because uh, this is probably the first time in very long time. <laughs> yeah, ten, fifteen years probably that I've seen it. Because um, I saw it, yeah, like I said, because I saw it a couple times back then when I bought it when I was in my teens. Well, I guess I was twenty, so maybe it was like twenty years ago. Uh, but then I haven't really watched it since. Um, but so so watching it now, I really appreciate the look of the film. Oh yeah, it's, it looks very cool. Yes, it looks very cool, but also you mentioned wonky, and that is the thing because it's 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 directed by Alex Proyas, who has a, he is a very style stylish stylistic director. Um, even though all of his oh, yeah, movies are good, I forgot good, to check what he's done before. He made you you uh, I Robots probably one. Yeah, made. yeah, he made I Robots. After this, he made annoyed. a movie called Dark City, I think, which is also uh, very very moody. Yeah. It's like it's like a proto Matrix without all the cool action. Um, and, but then, yeah, he kind of fell off and did, like, Gods of Egypt, something else, and then I think he was Me too I think? Knowing Gods of oh, Egypt. Oh, knowing. And then, yeah, he's only done shorts since. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he definitely has a sense of style, because I think he comes from, like, commercial filmmaking. And music videos. Music videos, yes, exactly. Very, looks a lot like a music video. Yes. Um... And I and I enjoy the fact that there's a lot of like physical effects in this. There's a lot of miniature work. Um, like uh, they have like a, a back. What's called rear rear screen projection of stuff. Like when he's standing in the window and they're zooming out of the house. That's a miniature. Oh, yeah. They just rear projected him into the to the house or oh. the stuntman into the house. Um, so it, I love that, and I love that it looks so gritty. There's all these like super, like almost like German expressionistic, like sh- uh, deep, dark, jagged shadows. Very little color. It's yes. almost black and white. It feels like. Apparently, he wanted to make it in black and white, but they're like, yeah. "Nah, you need to have some color yeah, so you yeah, can yeah. like add some contrast to." Uh, that's why you got to do the memory scenes in like black and whiteish. Yeah. No, they're in red. They're red. Oh, yeah, but they're in... Uh, what's it called? Not monochrome. I guess monochrome, but only red. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sort of. Um, to, like, make more of a contrast between the memory scenes and yeah. the actual movie. And red in the movie, whenever you see red, it's supposed to uh, 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 s- s- signal, like, vengeance. Yeah. Whenever whenever uh, he... he uh, revenges on someone. <laughs> <laughs> Avengers. There's Avengers. Whatever. Yeah. There's supposed to be red involved. Um... But you also, oh god, uh, I'm about to sneeze. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. I am fighting a bit of a cold, unless you're, uh, if, if you're not hearing that. Um, but you you said uh, wonky, clunky. Yes. Yes, and that's also a thing. <laughs> like, because while it looks, it you you want to, and that's something I have. That's something I. That's one thing I remember thinking of when I saw this movie the first time, like, it obviously wants to be really cool. Like, yes. Obvi- this, is, this is the... Edgy this, and artistic. Yeah. You, have you heard of 90s cool? Like... Yeah. 
like it's, it's like a thing in movies and I guess in aesthetics in general. But there's like this thing like where 90s movies they they have they have a specific look. In yes. Co- it's called 90s cool. Like movies like this, movies like uh, The Matrix, obviously. It that- was it, it it was a recurring uh, trend like a couple it was last not last year but like 2022 ish. When the Maybe '90s came back, both in in the the, the style and, and the grunge style and the yeah. everything, just um, how it evolved evolved a little bit into the 2000s, but the '90s yeah. is still there. Yeah, um, and you have movies like some some probably would disagree, but Spawn, even though it's a bad movie, it's very '90s cool because it's it's yeah it's edgy, it's yeah. over the top. There's a lot of like. It's almost like it's almost like especially with like the Matrix and this that they're trying to capture that. That esoteric feeling from comic books, like that was yes. one of the things they mentioned. If you listen to interviews about with the Wachowskis, when they, about when they made the Matrix, that like they they wanted to capture the feeling of an anime, and this was like before mainstream people knew what an anime yeah. was. They were like Japanese cartoons, basically. Um, and you feel that a lot in this as well. It has a lot of that '90s cool. I would say this is the most '90s cool movie, even more than the Matrix. Because of oh, the, yeah. uh, because of all the constant raining, and the Matrix <laughs> is very green. This is pure black and white, basically. Oh yeah. Um, but then there is something like some of the shots, uh, the choreography, and in, in the few fight scenes that there are, it just doesn't look cool. Like there's it looks the- um. It looks cheesy almost, or like or like an old man tried to make it look cool. Yeah, and that's kind of failed. <laughs> and that's funny because I'm pretty sure they had like a choreographer on set, Jeff Imada, who had done who had done like kung fu movies and stuff. Didn't um, Brandon Lee do kung fu movies before as well? No, I mean I, I've only seen one other movie he made uh, called uh, Showdown in Little Tokyo. I think it's called. Yeah, yeah. showed on Um, that's just a random like '80s action movie, very '80s action movie. I think it came out in like '89 or something. Um, you have a look. Yeah, I I opened uh, Brandon Lee's IMDb and he's credited in a movie in the in 2000 as Man in Line to Nightclub. What is the movie? Uh, it's no, it's a video. It's Sex Lies and Video Violence. No, oh, so but Man in like Line. A- Maybe that doesn't hu- make sense. Maybe he hung out in like the vi- the at the Viper Room where River Phoenix died. You know, two thousand didn't he? No, but the movie came out in two thousand. But the, it was about the early nineties or something. Yeah, maybe. If it's if it's a documentary, which it sounds like. Yeah, sh- yeah, probably. Anyway. <laughs> hey, it's a Swedish thing. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Original title: Sex Lengder Video Vold. Directed by Richard oh. Holm. Oh, it's that Studio S documentary. Yes, it's about when you know they try to like ban violent movies, or the video nasties, like ah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre and stuff like that. It's just probably a random clip that they found. Yes, exactly. Anyway, okay. um, anywho, yeah. So there's this. There's like there's not a lot of action in the movie. It's kind of hard to pin this down. What 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 genre it is more than like. It's, uh... It's a drama, in my opinion. Almost, yeah. Because the only like big action scenes are the fight with Tintin, the first yeah. guy he avenges on. Um, 
then you can't really call like you know any other fight scene with the the guys like action scenes. They don't really fight. There's the um, fun the, boy. Uh, he just you know. Oh yeah, the executions are just executions. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Same and, with the 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 guy in the pawn shop. But like the the, the I I kept thinking of uh, Heath Ledger's Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. Um. That that scene with the table and all the gangsters and yes, um, that's that's the one big action scene in the movie. Where he right. Wa- where he walks and in then there. I guess the church. Yeah. The the final the action end. scene. Yeah. And that that that's the one. The scene in the yeah the bad guy's office, um, yeah. <laughs> Michael Wincott's office, top dollar as it's called. Top dollar, right? Which is such a bad name for that guy. He should have been like, speaking of Matrix, something like the Merovingian or you know. Carly, yeah, but it's a comic book name. Yeah, but he looks like uh, like an anime villain. He doesn't look like Top Tala. No, that's true. <laughs> Especially since she's he's like he, he uh, uses magic with his little sister. He calls sister, her. Sister, yes, sure. it is his sister, stepsister. But they do make out though. <laughs> yeah, that's because he's he's bad. He's bad, and incest is yeah. bad. It is bad. I'm not trying to, you know, say that <laughs> ironically. It is bad. Do not do incest, people. No, thank you. Uh, do not. Um, um, but he he um he ha- he uses a katana at points, and he's like yeah. dressed in like yeah. I describe that style he, he, as it's like goth. It's goth. Yeah, sure. It's very goth. Yeah, that's true. That is it is uh, goth. You know, it's, it's suits. It's pinstripe. Vampire. It's black vampire. Yeah, goth. <laughs> <laughs> 1800s romanticism, yeah. So uh, why is he called vampire style? Yeah. yeah. So why is he called Top Dollar? Because he's the top dollar. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, anyway, that scene in his office when yes. everyone starts shooting at him, um, that's where you kind of. It looks bad. It's so yeah. so just like everything is. No, nothing feels choreographed. Um, all the shots feel like they're off. I mean, I'm guessing I'm judging a little bit against <laughs> like action movies from the 2000s and 2010s. But even if you look at like 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 choreography from from like earlier martial arts movies, they're they're better choreographed. Yeah, like look I at can see it's a few years they... later, but like the Matrix, the the shootout in the lobby, like that's what it should look like. I don't remember that scene. I, oh. we've, I've mentioned this before. I've never finished watching all of the Matrix movies. I think yeah. I watched the first one for like properly for the first time uh, early last year. Oh, Jesus, okay. Like, well, you don't I, have to watch the other ones, but the first one you, you have to watch. You know. I know. I've seen it now, yeah. but I don't remember it because <laughs> it wasn't my kind of movie. I know it's like a classic, and I've seen all the 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 classic scenes, all the ones you need to quote, but I don't remember the action that well, to be honest. Okay. I'll rewatch it sometime this year. It's on my bucket list of things to do because I feel like I have to watch the last one just because. Oh, Resurrections. Yeah. No. And I have to watch the don't. other ones to be able to watch that one. Easy. <laughs> like you, know, you have to have seen the 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 Lord of the Rings movies. I kind of have to. Yeah, have but that's because the... all of the Lord of the Rings movies are good. Not all of the Matrix <laughs> movies are good. Only I the suppose, first one I is suppose. good. The second one has some fun action, but it's not a good movie. Um, either way, either way, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 everyone else, I can see. You know what they tried to do with the 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 scene there. I keep wanting to call it the bank vault scene because it looks like the bank vault scene in in <laughs> Dark Knight. Is it? Yeah, it's dark. The night, opening right? bank scene, the bank robbery. No, when when Joker walks in and makes the pencil disappear. That's in a kitchen. 
that a kitchen? That's a kitchen, yeah. There's so much money, I just keep thinking of it as a bank vault. There's not even any money in that scene. On the table. No. They're There's counting just... money. They're not counting money. Okay, maybe I remember it wrong then. They're talking about money. Maybe that's why. They, they, <laughs> Whatever. They stealthily in- introduce the uh, Batman villain, the calculator, in that scene. Although they never like that say that. Never came no. to no. fruition like, at it's, all. It's an Easter egg, basically. Because yeah. they have a guy who can count very well. So, hey, it's the calculator. <laughs> anyway. Um... Um, <laughs> that scene, I can see what they're trying to do. Like, they're trying to make it all cool, and he's like, oh, he's this mysterious. What's the word in English? Spectre. Yeah, Spectre. Yeah, Spectre. No. But the thing is, he hasn't done the whole vanishing act that much um, in the rest of the movie. Like, sure, he vanishes out of a window and disappears, mm. but it's not like he vanishes under a table and pops up somewhere else. No. That's very silly. <sighs> that he all of a sudden does that kind of magic trick. I mean, he doesn't really do magic. He just pulls them on under the table, and then he jumps up on Yeah, but it's like, oh, he disappeared when he fell to the floor, and he looks under the table. He's not there. And then all of a sudden he pulls people under the table. That's weird. That's silly. I think it's, yeah. I, I, they're, for me, they're not uh, uh, saying that he's disappeared. Like he's like vanishing the thin air. He's just, you know, hiding. Because he really doesn't, shadows, other, other than being immortal, he doesn't really have any superpowers. No, he, he no. can He can he survive can touch very people. tall falls. <laughs> yeah, he can He can see people's memories or see, uh, you know, by touching them. And, he, uh, and yeah, impervious to, to wounds. That's it. Yeah. And he can see through the eyes of the crow also. Yes. That's maybe the crow's magic more than his magic. Exactly, yeah. It's his eagle vision. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but th- that that scene really captures the the clunkiness of the movie. And it's... It yes. is, it, which I... it's that, That's where the movie falters for me, but I'm also glad it's not too stylized. Like, because there's like this, this gritty quality to the fact that it looks kind of clunky sometimes and there's yeah. like obvious sets which really makes it feel like a, like an old like 30s movie the entire movie is obvious sets though it yeah, looks everything like is a stage backlots. production yeah everything is a backlot I, th- I don't think anything is shot on location no um, it literally looks like we're watching this thing on like a theater stage yeah which is co- I think that's cool that it is cool. It is cool. And it, you know, <clears throat> it adds to the feeling. You know? Yeah, it really helps to. Yeah, it really. Yeah, it really helps to accentuate that that otherworldly feeling. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, it it also feels a bit clunky here and there. Like 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 they really wanted him to like vanish into thin air, but instead he just backs out of a window. Yeah. Or, you know. Oh, well, they cut away when he ran away. You know the the yeah. <laughs> the Batman vanishing thing. Um, or that f- that fight, the big shootout in the in the room is like he, they're just shooting. There's no like cool spinny moves or slow motion. I mean, there's slow motion, but it's not. not it's, that it's, kind not, of it's not motion. Max Payne or Matrix slow motion. You know? It's not utilized. Properly. No, yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's kind. Of, that's also kind of funny because the few times he fights, it's just like he just pummels people. There's no like yeah. karate or you know, martial arts involved, even though he was a, a, a you know. Um, uh, a, 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 an accomplished martial artist because of his dad. The character? No. Or, or Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee. Yeah. I, mean, I guess, I yeah, the character wasn't so, but I don't, I don't know. He could have... Yeah, 
kicked around a little, a little bit, a little bit. I don't know. He's supposed to be this like the character is this like uh, this uh, this uh, artistic this... soul who's like yeah romantic and shit. <laughs> I guess yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of burning candles and spinning around the girl he loves. Like, he's supposed yeah. to be a rock star as well, but the, there's no rock and roll about that dude. Mm. He's, he's well, soft rock, I yes, suppose. Yes, it's 90s rock. You, you, yeah. the, little, the little part you hear of their music that can't rain all the time. It's very like Hootie and the Blowfish. Like, he was not like that. <laughs> he, he wasn't Marilyn Manson. He was more... Um, he was more... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Oasis. <laughs> no, but yeah, Hootie <laughs> and the Blowfish. Yeah. Stone Temple Pilots, I guess, you know. <laughs> Um, but I also then think that it's good that it's not too stylized because that's what I'm worrying with. I guess that's also why we're doing this episode a little bit to talk about the the remake that they're, they're they say yes. is coming out this year, even though it's been in development hell since like 2015. But now it says 2024 oh. on it. Yeah, they've been working on it for years and years, and there's been different actors and directors involved. I get the well, feeling we realized it's supposed to be uh, starring Bill Skarsgård as Eric Draven. Yeah. Apparently. Which I don't know about that. Uh, uh, honestly, He's I got don't... the the weird guy thing going for him, but that's about it. Yeah. I don't know if he can do the the deep love and and the compassion that Eric obviously feels yeah. for um, his uh, lost fiance. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but I get it's a modern reimagining of yeah. the beloved character, the crow, based sure. on the original graphic novel. Sure, but I'm just thinking it's gonna be it's gonna be. I mean, sure, we've seen some gritty movies recently. I mean, we had the 2022 Batman, which was very very gritty. Like yes, that almost looked like the crow. Um, yes, the crow, the comic book. It's a DC comic book, right? No, it's an independent. Or is it Dark Horse? No, it's a uh, Caliber. It's not I think. Marvel. No, it's Caliber Press. I think was the original. Oh, okay, so I think IDW this... has re-released it. A bunch of different ones have re-released, but it was an independent, com- independent comic book. Oh, okay, okay. Because it has a very, I don't know. There's a lot of similarities to, except for the fact that he's dead, obviously. Yeah. But to Batman yes. in in the style and and the, the writing, I feel like. Yeah. I guess it's the revenge part, maybe, that makes it feel a lot of, like Batman. But it's the, you know, running ar- across rooftops, jumping out of high buildings and disappearing into nothing. Yeah. Feels very Batman without the gadgets. Yes. <laughs> a super Batman, I suppose. Sort of, or a supernatural Batman. Now, I, know, yeah. I know what you mean, yeah. I wouldn't call it Batman without the gadgets, but... No, but you know, yeah. Um, there's, this, there's this essence that's that makes me think of Batman, at least. Yeah, but speaking of the the remake uh, or reimagining, like it's going, it's direct being directed by Rupert Sanders, they say, and that, I think yeah. he made like I mean he made Snow White and the Huntsman, I think. Uh yeah. Ugh, I mean, and Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, and that's I mean, hey, I'm one of the few people who thought that was actually a pretty good movie, but that movie is like it's. He makes very slick filming. If there's, he doesn't really have a style, but you know, if you would call it style, it's very clean, very you know, slick, very, yeah, very well or good looking, very CGI. That too, yeah. And I feel like the grittiness and the darkness and the kind of like harsh 
dark tone of the original That's gonna disappear. completely disappear. It's going to be PG-13 and there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of that that slow motion super choreographed fighting but they're going to do it too much. The 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 kind of endearing clunkiness of this th- the original yeah. is uh, is going to be lost and it's just going to feel like it's 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 a weird way to compare it but uh, there was a movie a couple of years ago, a few years ago, that came out called, like, The Old Guard, with Charlize yes. Theron as an un, un, or immortal warrior. Yeah. Uh, she was, like, Did fighting we do an a, episode on that? I think so. She was fighting I watched a, it because of this, but I don't remember if we company. actually recorded it. <laughs> <clears throat> and um, around the time that that came out, they were talking about, uh, they, were, they were working on a remake of Highlander. And, right. and how the old guard is basically a remake of the Highlander because it's the same concept. Yeah. And just um, how immortal mercenaries, yada yada. Yeah. Yeah. And how the the gritty look of Highlander is completely missing in something like the old guard. <coughs> um, and it's gonna be the same with this. Yeah. I mean, uh, complete conjecture. I don't know. Maybe they actually go for like a R-rated, super violent, dark movie, but I don't think so. No, because if you look at, at the few things that um, um, Rupert Sanders has done, it's either very like sci-fi or it's fantasy in the way that you know it's fancy. Yeah, it's always smooth and and uh, detailed, and uh, there's no hiding in shadows. No, exactly. So but, yeah, maybe he wants to try something new. But I mean, he's not. He, he hasn't made a good movie. No. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. No, Snow White, Snow White and Huntsman is fine. It's not good. It's not. I think I, I think I rewatched it once. Visually, it's I remember, fine. I remember liking it in the theaters and then rewatching it at home and hating it. The story is terrible. Yeah, and the acting isn't fantastic. But the, the visually, it's it's interesting looking. But sure. I I'm thinking that has more to do with the design yeah. than the actual filming. And same thing, same thing with uh, uh, Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. He just yeah. he just copied what is in the manga or I guess the anime movie. Yeah. <coughs> and again, yeah, that one super is slick it looks cool, but it's more the design than the actual camera work and directing. Yeah, exactly. So what is he gonna do with this? It pff, he's gonna try to copy no. this, and it won't be the same thing. No, probably not. Because this is this is this is one of those movies. We've talked about um, that's most movies really that they want to remake. You don't have to remake this. Nah. The, the, you 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 can't really improve it. Even though it feels a bit wonky, that's that becomes part of its like charm. Yeah, it's the, it's part of the style. It's, yeah, it's the reason it looks the way it does. There's nothing. There's nothing you can like make better. Like like Brandon Lee's performance as uh, Eric Draven is iconic he is so yes. he so throws himself into that role um so i mean I'd, I'd rather see them do a proper like 4k remaster of this which they haven't done there was a japanese 4k remaster but it was still just 1080 when they released it, it was a 1080 like uh, <laughs> uh release okay. like properly remaster this 
Uh, but don't, but don't, you know, don't remove all the the grit and and. Uh, don't don't do what they did with the uh, was it the first Alien movie where all of a sudden you could see the alien in the shadows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, or the first Predator when that came out on Blu-ray, and then they just like looked like they just painted everything in watercolors. Yeah, <laughs> it's awful. Um, no, like like do a proper remaster of this um, and release that in theaters. I mean, it's a 30th yeah. anniversary. Like, do it. In Perfect rem- timing. Yeah, in remembrance of Brendan Lee, do that. People are going to watch that. Like fans are going to go watch that. But no, hell, they wanna- since the '90s grunge is still kind of a-, a popular style, yeah, you would probably encourage some of the younger audience to go and watch it for the first time. Yeah, like you might have to recut uh, a-, a new trailer a little bit to make it more like. Because I, I don't remember if I've, I don't remember the trailer. I didn't check out the trailer, but like make it more grungy and edgy, and just play his music and him sitting on the rooftop with his guitar. Oh yeah, that would that would lure a lot of people into the theater. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually watched the trailer. The Crow trailer. Oh, what? Oh, it's a fan film. I was like, oh my god, there's a trailer for the new one now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm watching the trailer they have on on IMDb, and it's a lot of them. Oh, it's the all the red stuff of the beginning, you know, and the uh, yeah. and then the crow. Well, and there's not enough. They're showing the movie. They're not showing the style. They should show the style more. Yeah, uh, really show off what what's actually good about the movie. Yeah. But hey, I mean, it's a it's an appreciated movie either way because it's got a meta score of seventy one. Yeah. Um. So it kind of it kind of like lowered over the years. Either people have left this B on the good scores. Yeah, I, I think if anything, it has become more appreciated over time. Yeah, probably. Um. Because I think a few people at the time thought it was like a bad movie, uh, but it's you know. Because it was based on a comic book. Ah, it's, yeah. it's a movie for kids. But no, no it's not. <laughs> not at all. Um, yeah, I, I, so I'm, I'm scared that some people might have just given it a high score because, like, uh, it's just one of the, the, the headlines on a, on a review on IMDb from 2019 is Brandon Lee was to The Crow what Heath Ledger was to The Joker. Yeah, but that is always going to be a thing, like... That's that's uh like it's it's so it's so intertwined now the fact that he died making the movie. Um it, it's, Yeah, I suppose. So you're like, "Oh, it's really good cuz he died." Like a lot of people are going to do that. Like um like like whenever whenever a celebrity dies, you're like, "Oh yeah, he was my favorite. He was so amazing." Like you kind of have to, you know, pay respects basically. Um which probably has uh, probably has uh, uh, influenced me as well, uh, a little bit. I don't know, maybe. Sorry, I started reading another um, another um, um, review from a user from two thousand one. The Crow, like two thousand one, a space odyssey, separates those who see from those who do not, who cannot. What? That's a quote from something, I think. What does that mean? I, uh, those who see, like you can really see it. Yeah. I'm trying to be deep here. <laughs> but they do, the next sentence is, is um, 
part of the next sentence is really true, though. Alex Proyas will never achieve anything close to this masterpiece again. That's true. No, yeah, that's true. Definitely. Um, and that's also something that should really, really deter them from making a, a remake of this, because all the sequels are fucking terrible. Yes, I have never seen a sequel, though. I, uh, I should say, I'll say that. I'm, I'm, I'm lying there. Uh, I've never seen one either. Uh, I've only heard <laughs> because that they look terrible. They, uh, I've only heard that they're terrible, and I've watched like reviews and like retrospectives. I tried watching uh, the Crow City of Angels, the first sequel. How many are there? Uh, three: Jesus. City of Angels, Salvation, and Wicked Prayer. And then there's a TV show, which is like a remake of the the first movie. Um, and I had to turn, it's, it's so, and I've heard, I've heard that it was like, it was completely cut to shreds by the, by the studio when it was released. Um, and you can tell, cause it is incomprehensible. You can't, you, you can't, it's just, it's just a collection of clips. There's no like red it, thread. Is it supposed to be? Like the same guy, no. or, or or is it, it just like the crow the coming crow back finds to help another, another person? Yes, the crow finds another oh, okay. man who 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 uh, needs vengeance this time uh, to avenge his uh, son. Oh yeah, the spirit of the crow resurrects another man seeking revenge for the murder of his son. Yeah, who's called like Vincent Corvo or something. What's his name? Ash Corvo. Ash, Ash Vincent Corvin. Perez is the actor. <laughs> Uh, hey, Iggy pops in it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And they bring back they bring back the Sarah character, but here, um, she's like a played she, by someone else. She's like a yeah. She because I guess it's supposed to take place oh, it's her. longer ago. Yeah, it's Mia Kirshner, but she looks like a like a strung out like like yeah goth maniac. Um, <laughs> and she has like visions of the crow for some reason. She's connected to the crow. Um, and then the villain is like, yeah, the villain is a little bit like over the top in the first movie, but here he's like, you know, when you say it's like a comic book villain, like, but, but in a bad way, like yeah. he has no goal other than I am evil. Cause, cause, and I like to hurt people. That is my goal. So no reason. No, that's, that's it. And he, there's like magic involved and stuff. And I, I turn it, I literally turned it off. I was watching it at night the other day. I just turned it off and went to bed. I was like, nope, turn it <laughs> off and just rolled over. So we're not going to do the the, no, the Patreon episode the on Patri- the sequels. <laughs> the Patreon episode is going to be about, I don't know, something else. Something else. Because <laughs> fuck that movie. It was so bad. There is a fan recut, which I found. Um, it's actually available on the Internet Archive if you want to. Uh, I haven't watched that yet because I wanted to watch the original first. People say it's better, but I mean, it's still the same movie, just they've... Th- thrown all the, the scenes around. Uh, maybe sometime in the future we'll, we'll talk about that, but for now, I do not want to watch the Crow sequels. Um, I might actually watch them, because then in, in Salvation, it's um, Eric, Kirsten Dunst on the cover. Yeah, and Eric... Eric, Look at the guy who's the Crow in that movie. He looks so Eric, derpy. Eric Mabius, yeah. Uh, you've 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 only I think you've only seen him in like one thing, and that's do you remember the one? Oh, it's him, the cop who was also like one of the resistance people in the first Resident Evil movie. Yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> I've seen him in other things. Oh, okay, though. and he has like short hair. And he's one of these like he's a he's a Hallmark dude. Oh, okay. He does a lot of Hallmark movies, lots of Christmas Hallmark movies. Yeah, but 
immediately, like, they lose cool points because he has short hair. And yes. when he has the makeup on, he looks like he's, like, pouting. He's not like he's moody and dark. He's just like, uh, whatever. That's what he looks like. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, right. He was the boss in Ugly Betty. That's why I oh, remember Oh, okay. That's true. I never watched that, but I know that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it just looks so dumb. Then in Wicked Wicked Prayer, yeah. the third one, uh, third sequel, it's... Uh, it's a Tara Edward. Reed. Yeah, and it's Edward Furlong. And I was like, that's <gasps> interesting, because that would be him at, like... The height of his, uh, you know, strung out drug days, like the mid two thousands. I kind of want to watch that. Up, that's it's John Connor in Terminator oh Two. Oh my god, yeah, that's John. <gasps> but do we have to watch the other ones? No, they are. <laughs> they're not connected. They're right? not connected, uh, except that Sarah, the character Sarah, shows up in the second movie. I don't think she's in any. Yeah, but other that's movie. fine. Yeah. Maybe we'll do maybe we'll do Wicked Prayer then. I don't know. Because <laughs> yeah, you got Danny Trejo, you got David. Br- How do you say? Boreanaz. Boreanaz. Uh, Tara Reid. Yoji Okumoto as I, Pestilence. I don't know who that is. Oh, they're named after the um, the Four Horsemen. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> got Pestilence, War, and Famine, for example. <coughs> Then Harold. <laughs> oh, and Harold, the most evil of people, Harold. Yes. Um, we should, we should, we should, uh, we should circle back to uh, to the first crow, though. Yes. Because there sorry. are some things we should discuss. First and foremost, uh, Brennan Lee's death. Yes. Do you know which scene it is? No, I was trying to figure it out. It's like I have no clue. I never knew. I, 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 you, you think I would have read it somewhere, but I never figured it out until like now, um, when I was reading about it after watching it. Because it's Michael Massey, and he played Fun Boy. <coughs> fun Boy, yeah. <clears throat> fun Boy's the guy who, who he kills with the needles. The needles, in the chest. yeah. Who sleeps with Sarah's mother? Yeah, it's called. It's called not Betty. Darlene. Yes, exactly. We haven't really discussed Sarah, but whatever. No, but she's not that interesting. Well, she's a good... <laughs> I, I like the character, though. She's kind of she the has audience. She cool haircut. Yeah. Yes. Undercut. Very, very... But yeah, she's very kind of 90s. the audience. Very grunge. Um, But uh, it's the scene... It's the... It's the, um, the flashback to when they kill Shelly and Eric, and they hold him up, mm-hmm. and they, they shoot him, and he falls out the window. Yeah. That's the scene where um, uh, a blank uh, went off too close to him, and he he got shot. Oh, and so I was in the. I didn't even look it up. It's like, did they accidentally load it with a real? Bullet? No, it's one of those because blanks do? blanks are like proper bullets with or they're uh, that's it's the it's the uh, cordite part of a bullet without the actual bullet that comes out the front. It's just yeah. it's just the fire. Yeah. Um. But there's like uh, there's like a paper plug so that the 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 uh, they need a little bit of a projectile. No, just so that that the uh, the the cordite, whatever it's called, uh, the 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 whatever the gunpowder. It's what you yeah. call it, cordite, gunpowder. Gunpowder doesn't fall out, and that thing oh, still yeah, yeah. comes yeah, out yeah. the front. And if you're too close, that could hurt you. Now oh. uh, they had like done tests before, so a piece of the last bullet was, uh, or, you know, blank was lodged in the barrel. So when they fired, he got like a little projectile slammed into his abdomen. Ouch! And he and he just when they called cut, he didn't get up. He was unconscious, going like ooh ooh. So yeah, he he died like minutes later. 
Um, the thing is, though, and they say that the oh, the scene is not actually because they burned, they burned the negatives immediately because, of course, you don't want something like that to like show up like snuff movies or whatever. Yeah. Thing is, though, this is just pure speculation. <clears throat> Michael Massey, who held a gun, the actor, and actually, actually killed him. He fired and killed yeah. him. <coughs> he said it was so traumatizing. That he didn't act for a year, and like to this day, well, he's dead now. Like they died in twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen, yeah. yeah. Um, didn't like, like he was haunted by, like had nightmares about, it and didn't like want to use guns in movies. But in the and and you know they burned the burned the negative, so obviously they would. But but that scene is in the movie. Yeah. So did they then reshoot it? And then they reshoot it then a year later because he said he did not act for a year. How how did they get that scene into the movie then? Now, maybe it's a stunt guy who does it. I don't know. Like a Michael Massey stunt guy. Lookalike. <laughs> yeah. But that scene is in the movie. So did they have several takes of it? I don't know. If you look at Snopes, um, it says... It says it's it says it's false. Uh, this is what it says. Actually, a number of rumors are, are associated with blah 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 blah. I was watching the film. Somebody apparently was killing her. Uh, I was sure that looks scary. User submitted information. IMDb claims that the film was destroyed without being developed. By some count, accounts, however, all film taken of the scene was confiscated by Wilmington Police for use in their investigation. It's possible that investigators simply viewed a video used by the production crew for quick playback. That doesn't really say much. But what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is, like, that scene is still in the movie. We see Michael Massey shoot him. I doubt they would, like, yeah. reshoot that scene. Like, hey, Michael, we promise this gun won't kill an actor. Hold this exactly. one. Exactly. Like, and like I said, it's it's very, <clears throat> it seems to be very hearsay. Like, they say they burn the negatives, but they also say that the police have come. It's never been confirmed. And Snopes, Snopes is not, like, God. So, if no. just they say, like, oh, it's it's false. Like, it's, was it, though? You, you can't know. <laughs> <coughs> so, I'm not saying it's act, the actual footage in the movie. But it could be. I'm not saying that's a good yeah. thing, but I'm just saying it's 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 interesting. Because yeah, I've always wondered, like, what do they do? Say they've shot every, like, they've shot like halfway through the movie. They have half of the movie already done, and they're doing something like this. Yeah. And they like, we have one angle of this. We only need one angle of this scene, and it happens to be a shooting where someone then on set accidentally dies because of a misfire or whatever. Yeah. How the. F- how do you reshoot that in a proper way? Or do you, like... How how do you go about, like, do you discard of the footage? Is that really... I mean, yeah, you should. Because you can't have someone dying on uh, for, for real. No. But it's... I don't know. It feels, it feels like a waste at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's uh, And also, like, how do you work around having half the movie with one actor and then 
having to do the rest with like stunt doubles. Well, we've seen that before. Apparently, in this case, they had like a mask made beforehand because they were like, maybe stunt doubles will need a mask to actually look like him. Yeah. And this, but, this, this uh, scene... according to the trivia, they didn't want to use it because it looked too creepy for the crew and the cast. So, like, no, just CGI it. It's a death Fuck mask. It. Yeah. The one scene where, you know, he puts on the makeup and he stands in the window and the, the lightning shows his face. That's actually yeah. like a like a, a CGI di- digitally imposed fa- Brandon Lee face on a stuntman. Oh. You can't really tell, but if you if you like if you know that and pause and looking, it's like ah, <laughs> it looks like it's floating just above the actual actor's face. Uh, that's what you notice. I mean, that's I guess the perk with this movie being all very dark and rainy. Yes, it hides a lot of the flaws. Yeah. Um. Well, now we talked about that. <laughs> I was going to go somewhere with that, but I don't know. What I'm saying is like, I... And apparently, like... Yeah. I don't know how they would have... No, the thing is, there's there's no... There's no uh, there's no accounts, at least not that I found, that they reshot the scene. So the scene that's in the movie, that's it. Yeah. Maybe they just cut out that part? But we see him get still shot. Feels, yeah, it still feels kind of morbid yeah. somehow. If that is what it is. If, if, yes. Yeah. Uh, hey. Yeah. Either way, poor Michael Massey for accidentally killing someone. Yeah. It's like, it's like, <clears throat> just talking about that. Didn't that happen recently? Yes, Alec Baldwin. Like, like a 20, year ago or something? Yeah. Like it was 2020 or 2021 or something. He was shooting a Western um, and accidentally shot the cinematographer of the movie. <laughs> But, but that was that was because they were using real guns, which you know. And there's there's been a big debate around this uh, around the crow as well. But then especially around now when this happened on the Rust movie, um, that why even use real guns? I get that it's supposed to be authentic yeah. and stuff, but like use prop guns. I mean, prop guns are usually real guns, but you like cap them, so yeah. they can actually fire. You can put blanks in them to get the actual like smoke and stuff. But yeah, they should just use prop guns, really. Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't really, th- I didn't know that it's that prevalent to use real guns that you just like block. I thought there was I mean, always in like fake society, guns. you can, you can, you can make really realistic. Yeah. Look, uh, what's it called? Copies and yeah, you, you can see an shit gun. like the smoke. Yeah. yeah. Like in like in like in John Wick, all those guns are just like plastic guns, and then they add yeah. muscle flares because there's so much of it. So it would be impractical to do it for real. Um, <laughs> That would be expensive and heavy to run around with. Yeah. No, but I wanted to, to bring that up because there was a lot of, like, memes or, like, people kind of poking fun at uh, 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 Baldwin. 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 <laughs> Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. John Wick and Baldwin. <laughs> uh, when, it, when it happened, uh, for... Like for political reasons, like because he was so it was weird because it has not it didn't the <coughs> excuse me the, the the shooting had nothing to do with politics he was just making a movie, but because he had been so vocal against Trump and still is it was like oh, yeah. haha serves you right some people said it was like well, weird, but it was also kind of it was kind of funny I thought like uh, oh this this guy because you know he's you know. Uh, Pro Me Too and everything is like oh and now he yeah, now yeah. he killed a woman on set. <laughs> but didn't they use it also like in the whole uh, anti gun law propaganda stuff? Like, see, you shouldn't have real guns. Yeah, it's dangerous. That's part of it. But it's kind of funny. Uh, 
really helps to put things in perspective. I watched part of a like um on what's it called an um, unauthorized documentary about it on YouTube, yeah. um, where they had a they had a, a like interrogation room footage of him. And like him in interviews talking about it, because I'd only seen like I'd only Baldwin, heard Baldwin, yeah. And I'd seen the clip when he's like standing on set with the phone, and uh, looking like annoyed, like ah, how can we smooth this over, lawyer? Or something. It looks like he's saying, and it looks <laughs> like he has like a band a bandage on his hand or something. Um, but then, and th- thinking of what when I read about Michael Massey, the the scene from the interrogation room. When he finds out that she has died in the hospital, because oh, no. he didn't know at first, it was just oh shit, like she got shot, she, she got injured, yeah. They took her to the hospital, and he he just he just frees up like, <gasps> and he just doesn't move for like thirty seconds or something, and then 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 you start sympathizing with like, oh damn, he he has to live with the fact that he killed a person, yeah. Um and. Yeah, it really put that into perspective, and it was not funny anymore that he accidentally shot a woman. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't funny to begin with. Damn, I'm, I'm not but, saying you know, yeah, but I mean, it was kind of ironic that it happened to him. Sure, sure. But then after that, I was like, nope, it's not ironic. It's not funny. It's no, it's just horrible. It was a hundred percent not his fault either, because yeah. he did not choose or pick up the gun or load the weapon or no. did anything. He just got handed it and was told to shoot in that direction. Yes. Well. <laughs> From what I hear, it was, he wasn't. No, maybe, he was like you know he, what I they mean. were like rehearsing, and he's like, "So I shoot, bam!" And he just, <laughs> nope. Oh my! No, God. I, I don't know exactly what happened. At least he wasn't on camera, maybe. <laughs> no. Well, the camera is not around. I'm kidding, because it was a cinematographer who got shot. Ha ha. Yeah. Anyway, uh-huh. so reading about Michael Massey, I, yeah, I, I can, I, I, I don't know what he's feeling, but I can understand no. what he was feeling and how yeah. it like sucked that much. Uh I I don't blame him for like never wanting to touch another gun again, even if it's a fake one. Yeah, not working for a year, yeah. But the not working for a year, I'm not entirely sure that makes sense. Well he could've no, because you know, movie can be made like in ninety four and then it comes out in ninety eight. Yeah, 98. sure, and then released yeah. much later. He went back to Because he has one uncredited uh release in ninety four. Oh. Six days and six nights, but then he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven credits in '95. Out of which one of them is supposed to be the one that he like came back to, yeah, which is seven. It's probably stuff he shot before. Yeah, shot. no, probably. Uh. And also, maybe there was no guns involved at least, so he didn't have to like worry about that stuff. Yeah. So one of them. The poster has a gun on it, but it's it's a TV show, and he was only in one episode, so maybe it's not connected. Yeah. Ah. Anyway, let's 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 let's. Uh, this is very unstructured. Uh, well, it's the beginning of the year. We. Uh, I know. Have I know. We're, a bit, we're we're a bit <laughs> we're a bit rusty, and it's also it's it's it is different to do it on video, even though we haven't really. Yes, I have forgotten that entirely halfway through, so I've just looked the way I always look, which I feel <laughs> stupid, but whatever. Um. I want to talk about some uh, the, uh, an even bigger flaw in the movie, though, than it feeling clunky, which kind of or wonky, which, like I said, it kind of adds to the charm of the movie. Which is- I want to add to the to to um, uh, a bit of a bit of bad writing in the movie. First of all, 
The whole yes. the whole the whole thing in the movie is that all the criminals uh they they go out the night before Halloween uh which they call Devil's Night. Yeah. They burn down a bunch of buildings in the city. Yes. They set a bunch of fires. Yes. And uh Shelley and Eric were murdered on Devil's Night. Yes. I guess the 1993 yeah. If it takes place in Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A um, year before the 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 movie takes place. Yeah. <clears throat> now, this is all we find out later that this is all orchestrated by the 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 main bad guy, Top Dollar, Top Dollar. Michael Wincott. Yeah. <sighs> we don't really find out why they do it. Nope. There's a, there's he says a, he does mention making money, but like Yes. How? And I'm guessing like then is it like insurance fraud but it's like possibly but it's obvious arson like you're not gonna get any money from that i mean he's not setting the fires (laughs) (laughs) there's there's two things that because yeah it's probably insurance fraud because he probably owns the buildings because he sent his little goons there t-bird and the guys yeah to evict a bunch of people on devil's night which i'm assuming is to burn down the place then but why do they care about a victim? Why do they care about saving people if you know if they're they're bad guys? Why not just burn yeah, down the building? Maybe they don't want to kill a bunch of people. I don't know. Not that bad. They but also he, rob he, people. He'll to, have to sex like... with a girl until she dies. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just T Bird. No, that's it's not top, top dollar. dollar. Oh right, he does. That's the first time we see him. Oh right, He's... yeah, the girl in the bed is dead, right? <clears throat> yeah. They take her eyes and burn it. She has the pretty eyes. I want them. <laughs> I want them. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, like, wh- why? Why? That doesn't make. I it, don't it, know. It, it just they rob like, people and pawn the stuff. Yeah, but that's why just, the pawn dude is involved. I guess. Yeah, but top dollar. Guy. You know, when you come into that, he seems he's like the leader of a bunch of like different like crime gangs or families. Yeah. You see, like a mafia guy. Uh. Uh. You know. Uh. uh Gang leader guy, and you see like a yakuza guy, and you know, yeah, they're sitting on a table, all, like... all fixing with guns, and there's money on the table. But what do they do? How do they make money? How is uh... burning the city down every year involved in making money? How many years can you just burn buildings down until there's no and buildings left? Apparently, it's not just them burning anymore. No, yeah, because everyone else is doing it, so we're gonna stop. But then he says, But we're gonna burn even more now. One big fire to make yeah. more money somehow, and then it, but yeah, then I, but then he starts saying like so the gods will notice us again, and then it's just like so is he is it a is it a statement like what is the point yeah. of of the burning of the, and also <clears throat> up until like the last twenty minutes, top dollar is not really involved in in the revenge plot. Like, no, no, he didn't just... kill Shelley. He didn't kill Eric. He's just there in a few scenes in between when, like, to catch us up on the fact that people are noticing that they're dying. Yeah. And uh, when um, when uh, when Eric comes there, he's like, oh, I don't care about all of you. I just want him. Just want and he points skunk. at um, Skunk, right? Yeah, Skunk. Is that his name? Stink? Stunk? Smell? Skank? Skank. <laughs> skank. Is it Skank? I think so. I think so. <laughs> Something like that. The, 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 the moron of the group. Yes, Skank. Yes, yeah. Skank. And, you know, he's hiding out there because T-Bird was an associate of Top Dollar and, you know, Skank was friends with T-Bird, so he was in the gang. 
But then it's like, and this that's when we have the big shootout, the the wonky shootout. Yeah. <laughs> and then at that point, it's like, oh, this guy can't die. Uh, and the the Bai Ling, who plays his stepsister, uh, top daughter stepsister, is like, we can get his power. And then. Then Top Dollar becomes like the main villain and is like, yeah. I'm gonna hunt down the crow. Because now he's interested in this. Yeah. This, uh... But but the movie was over. He killed Skank and he was like about to return to his grave. Yeah. <clears throat> Why wasn't Top Dollar like actually the leader of the gang? Um, he 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 could have been there with T Bird and Tintin and Fun Boy and Skank when they when they was gonna. And just have him be like I don't know how it is in the in the comic book, but like just have him actually be involved and say like actually we we'll see him like sitting in the car while they go up and like get these people out of here. I was about to say he doesn't them. have to be physically in the room when the shit no. goes down, but he could have been like mentioned that T Bird goes like yeah, but the boss wants us to do yeah. this 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 or something or someone mentioned like oh we don't have time for uh, having fun with the girl. Yeah, the boss needs us to get him out of here. Just. Yeah, Kick just, the just kill them. And yeah, yeah, top dollar wants us out of here. It's like that's who, oh. and then who's top dollar? Yeah, and then Eric is is he is uh, chasing down T Bird and his gang to get to top dollar. Exactly. And they say like, and he keeps he keeps mentioning like, where is top dollar? And that's why. And then earlier in the movie, um, like from like halfway into the movie, Top Dollar can actually be like, ah, oh, I have to, you know, defend myself because this fucking goth guy is coming after me. This weird magician dude is yeah. killing so off a- my men. Yeah, he's actually involved. Like, cause he didn't he doesn't give a fuck nah. until that scene where Eric shows up and says, like, I want skank. Cause T Bird and his crew isn't even like his top men. No, they're, they're just, just they're just goons. Yeah. Yeah. So if even I was about to say <laughs> they're all junkies. He doesn't care about them at all. He's like, yeah, these are expendable. <laughs> yeah. So having him be more involved and actually like scared, like ah, oh, I don't want this uh, painted up freak to get me. So send out all the Ghost. guys to get him. Yeah. Um. Or not even well, yeah, a little bit. But then you would have to have more action. So hmm, I don't know. No, he doesn't have to. Like he could just you know. No, he could just if avoid you see them. him or whatever. Yeah. yeah, because he doesn't he doesn't care about killing anyone else. He just wants to kill the people who yeah. are responsible. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Top daughter can still still put a price on his head and go like, "Hey, if you see this guy, I want him dead." Yeah. Um, no, instead he it just becomes another movie where you know uh, a, a <laughs> witch lady wants to kill. a witch lady and a gangster with a sword fights kidnaps a girl Eric. Yeah, kidnaps a girl and fights Eric on the rooftop of a church. It feels, it feels, um... Which looks iconic, sure, but feels yeah. detached. If, if that's the word, detached. It feels very detached from the rest of the movie. Because he's literally about to jump down in his grave when he's like, Oh, wait, is that Sarah? And has yeah, oh, he fuck, hears he Sarah going, over there. Eric, he's like, what? Me. It's one of those, it's, it's one of those, like, conveniences. What if he, what if he was, like, two minutes early and had already jumped into his coffin <laughs> and Sarah's like, Eric, help me! And he's just dead or already. What if his, like, the crow powers just went, you're done. Yeah. You're dead now. Yeah. And poor Sarah would just have been there. I don't know if they'd given up eventually or if they killed her eventually. They would have killed her, yeah. 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 He's not I, showing up for you. I don't care. Visually, like we said, 
awesome. Yes. Fighting in the yes. rain on the top of a big gothic church. Yes. Oh, yeah. And falling and, down and being <clears throat> impaled on a demonic, uh, what's it called? Gargoyle. Gargoyle, yes. Yeah. And the blood yeah. running through. And when oh. he, he he grabs the uh, the lightning rod and the lightning hits him, he goes, oh! <laughs> and then he uses it to fight. Super cool. But he's just like, but why do I care? What's the point of it? What's the point of this? <laughs> he was done. He killed everyone responsible. That's the one big flaw in the movie. Yeah. For me, though, it's not enough to ruin the movie. Oh, God, no. It, no. it, it, it still makes sense, I suppose, because Top Dollar goes like, hey, why are you killing off my men? Hey, I want to find out what's so good about you. Yeah, and he goes. should have happened him. earlier. It should have happened a little bit earlier. Not yes. when there's a bit like of a, 15 minutes left. It's almost a clean cut between two movies, which is weird. Yeah, that's a problem. It's like the sequel started straight away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. So uh, yeah, I guess we're we're I, uh, we're ending it on a bad note. But like we said, overall, I I really liked the movie. I gave it four to five on Letterboxd. Oh, I haven't rated it yet because it's it's an old movie that I've seen before. I'm I'm terrible at rating those. I rate every movie I watch. You can f- and you can follow me on on. Um, Letterboxed. Uh, oh, Zeus yeah, Ex Machina. Huh? We said we're supposed to link them, but I don't know if we've done that. Well, we can just put that in the link tree. Yeah, we're, that's what we're supposed to do, but I, I think we forgot to do that every time we mentioned it, so we've oh, never okay. done it. I'm Lady Baxter, as usual. Yeah. Um, no, I I, um, I rated a 4 out of 5, and I wrote literally oozing with mood and style. The Crow is the greatest example of 90s cool. Uh, yeah. That's kind of funny, though, because that whole oozing with mood and style, because uh, a, a, a guy I follow on YouTube or on social media called Will something, his channel is called Indie Tricks Movie Reviews, um, he gave it a 3 out of 5 and wrote, Gothic brooding tone does not make a movie. And I can see that, like that it's it's style over For substance. For most part, yes. Yeah. But, I but think in that, this case, no. <laughs> no, there is enough there for you to actually care about the characters. Yeah. And I think I, I think that a lot of that comes from 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 the direction, really. Cause, it, yeah, because we said it's a music video, basically, yeah. but just very long. Like honestly, you could you could you can kind at least for me, you can like condense this movie down to one scene. And that is, even if the movie was kind of so-and-so, that scene would make the movie feel like a classic. And that is Which... when he, he comes back to the apartment um, and he uh, he sees all the memories. You know, he, he's jumping. He jumps through the window, but then he, you know, he swings back and he realizes, oh, oh yeah. my God, the cuts in my hands. And then that song by The Cure starts as he smashes the window and then he starts painting his face. Yes. And they sing, paint your face with... Neva van Her. Uh Shadow Smile. <laughs> Neva van Her. <laughs> Swedish. It's such a it's such a good quote. As he's painting his face, they paint your face with Shadow's smile. Yes. Oh. And it's so I mean, having the cure play that song during this the most like emo goth movie ever. Yeah. It's so perfect. And then we you know, he's he's putting on his black shirt. Um, and you see the, the cat and the crow was there, and then he stands in the window with the crow on his shoulder, and you see his face yeah. all painted up, <laughs> and the, the song goes on. It's so good. It's like, it's goosebumps how good that looks. And I, that's like, it, and that, that's when you go, yeah, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> yeah. And it, it kind of coasts. I mean, the movie doesn't 
become bad after that, but it really coasts on that scene. Like with, and and how good the rest of the movie does look. It's, yes. it's so good looking. They're and they're, they're never gonna capture that again, especially not Rupert Sanders. No. Jesus no, Christ! Not. If anyone should do it, honestly, we weren't huge fans of the new Batman movie. It wasn't bad, but it you know it wasn't great. But, but if anyone could capture the look of the crow, it would be uh, whatever his name is. Shit. Yeah, what's his face? <laughs> the guy who made the uh, new Planet of the Apes movies. Ru- Ru- I was gonna say Rupert Sanders. <laughs> uh, Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves. Yes. Um. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, based he, on what he's done before, he he's a good he enough writer. The... Um, yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of similarities between his Batman and this Crow, even. Not only yes. not not just visually, but like uh, in the in the writing as well. Yeah, and he's he he's done enough like movies that aren't uh, flawless in 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 execution when it comes to like the visual stuff. Like Cloverfield is also a bit gritty. Yeah, Same yeah, and, and with, the Batman. I mean, I mean yeah, the, the Batman. Apes movies, the two, the Apes movies are bit, they have a grittiness war. to them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let me in. Is that the remake of the Swedish one? Yeah, let the right one in remake. I haven't. I've, yeah. I've never. I never watched it, but I heard. I heard it's. Good. I've seen clips of the American one. I've seen most of the Swedish one. It also has a bit of a gritty feel to it. Very mm-hmm. dark and and scaled back and devoid of color, basically. Yeah. So if they were gonna, if they were gonna, if they are, I mean, I suppose they are remaking it. But if I could choose, yeah, have Matt Reeves direct it, and then um, whoever shot Greg Fraser, who was the cinematographer on Batman, just bring him back. Yeah. Even like production design, James Tinlan. I mean, you could just bring back the Batman team to make this movie. If you, if, you, if you have to make a, a remake, which I don't think you have to at all. No. Um. Let let the Batman crew make the movie. Honestly, though, well, I'm afraid maybe they would like want a bigger budget and they'd make it too grand somehow. Cause it can't be grand. It shouldn't be grand. It needs to be small and contained. I wouldn't mind it being a little more grand, like like an audience watching him as he stands, like just 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 don't make it more stylish. Don't make yeah. it. Don't make it look like uh, Rupert Sanders' Ghost in the Shell. Don't make it look like, like no. It needs to be just, just below the Matrix. Like I said, it needs to have yeah. that wonkiness, but it could look a little bit better. It is definitely a movie that suffers from a lower budget. It had like twenty yes. million dollars or something. Barely. Um, and it even it even had like a. They didn't want to like finish it at one point apparently. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the star died. What are we supposed to do? No, but like there were other issues as well. Oh, okay. And <laughs> according to the trivia on IMDb, I don't know how much of that is true to be fair, but um like everyone was coked up during the entire shooting <laughs> except oh, really? for like Brandon Lee. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, even the crew. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Okay, oh, whatever. Uh, uh, oh. There's a there's a lot of like uh Things that went wrong, apparently, in general. <laughs> well, okay. Honestly, uh, just looking at everyone who's involved in the Batman, Robert Pattinson, he could be good Eric Draven. He's he he's, could. he's a moody, whiny, emo boy in Batman, so... 
He's booty whiny emo boy in Twilight as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's a very good actor when he wants to, so. Yes, with the right with the right director, he's a very yeah. good actor. The only one I would switch out, and that's not even because I think he's a bad um, music person, whatever you call it, composer, Michael Giacchino, who made the music for the Batman. He's made a lot of good music, really good yeah. music for movies. But Graham Ravel, who made the music for The Crow, I think is still active. And he, he, he has a certain style. Because... That's the one thing I wanted more in The Crow. I wanted more of, um, was it the Hangman's Joke, the band yeah. called? I wanted more of like their music being portrayed. Because we see a couple of other bands playing live music. Yes, and they're all real bands. Like, there's yeah. lo- this, is, this is one of those, it's also something that's kind of lost nowadays. Um, that the movie has a, a, a soundtrack, not just a score. Yeah. The score is like, you know, the orchestral music, but a soundtrack. Yeah, like you could release it on on CD and people. Yeah, that's how that's how you discovered new music. Yeah, uh, like 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 with The Matrix or uh, um, I don't know. I only like, have uh, one oh, oh, uh, example uh, in my head, but it's <laughs> which one? Twilight. It's only because the 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 movie is about a band. So oh, <laughs> of course they released music. <laughs> Josie and the Piscats. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. The other thing, very like, different, though. Like uh, Judgment Night is another, like, yes. 1990, very 90s cool movie. That's, oh, <gasps> that's what we're doing for, for um, you oh. you can you can watch Crow Wicked Prayer if you want to, but it's on your own. <laughs> we're doing another, uh, like, forgotten 90s cool movie for, for, uh, for Patreon this week. It's uh, Judgment Night with Dennis Leary and uh, whatever his name is. Charlie Sheen's brother. Emilio Estevez. Yes, yes, yes. Cuba Gooding Jr. Yes. That movie's amazing. Um, and it has an awesome soundtrack, just like this movie. A lot of cool bands. That movie has a lot of, like, they, like, uh, paired up, like, metal and rock artists with hip-hop artists. It has an amazing song called Another Another Body Murdered, um, uh, which is sung by Booyah Tribe featuring... Uh, Faith No More, and it is insane. That was how I discovered Faith No More, or, or, or realized which which band Faith No More is, because I'd heard them before. I was like, "Who? What's this?" You know, you have no idea what sure. I'm talking about. I suppose. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no clue. We'll talk more this about that on Patreon.com/slash. Don't make scene. Yeah. Yes, but the music in the night. crow is. But the, the the what little we hear of the hangman's joke, I wanted more of that. There I wanted to see. Like their music more live, but not like. But then, then you run, then you run the risk of it being like cheesy and hokey. Yeah, it's maybe. better just pick band actual bands and let them have their songs in the movies. Sure, sure, yeah. Because there's a lot of like I think Nine Inch Nails does a cover. That's a song when he first like tests out his powers, when he's running and then jumping down to fight Tintin. That's yeah. a uh, that's a Nine Inch Nails song, but it's a cover by from some other band. Nine Inch Nails doing a cover, you know. Yeah. Um, but then Stone Temple Pilots is there. Um, the band with the girl on the stage is an actual band. Yeah. I don't remember the name of them. There's a bunch of people. There is, however, there is one full uh, Hangman's Joke song on the soundtrack, which you can listen to on the on Spotify if you want to. And it's the It Can't Rain All the Time. They actually recorded that song uh, in its entirety. I haven't listened to it yet, but... Uh, so if you want to listen to it, there it, it is available. Um, but yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cut it short there. 
Yeah, I just read a sad trivia. I'm sorry. Oh, what? Okay. <laughs> Brandon Lee celebrated his 28th birthday on the set of The Crow. Like, he was giving cake and ice cream, but he didn't eat any because he was on a strict diet because, yeah. you know, he had to look fit and skinny and stuff. And then he died. <laughs> yeah. And he was, he was, was so he was shame. like, he was like days away from joining the uh, 27 Club. That too, right. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's not a good thing, but it's just like, I don't know, damn it. He could have been. been one of the iconics. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's an honorary 27 Club. Ah, yes, yes, yes. I would have put him there as well. Uh, Anyway, that's going to have anyway. to be it. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching, if you're watching this. Sorry if this was a little little messy episode. Uh, we're we'll get into the swing of it. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it. It's the first of the year. Um, <laughs> if you're listening, if you're watching on YouTube, like I said, leave us a like, hit the subscribe button, leave a comment. What do you think of uh, the crow? Also, yeah. If you've come this far, please leave a comment either on YouTube or wherever, or find us on on Twitter slash X or Instagram. Yes, because we need to make sure that we didn't miss any movies from twenty twenty three. Yes, because we are, um, we haven't really started yet, but we're in the process of uh, making some lists for this year's yes. uh, edition of the Spoiler Awards. Yes. Our I mean, annual uh, awards show. Yeah, and to make sure we don't miss like the movie of the year, yeah. which I doubt, but still, <laughs> you can always make sure that we watch them and add them to the list of the roster, I guess. Yeah. So check that out. Like I said, check us out on Patreon for our uh, review of Judgment Night coming later. <laughs> this is releasing uh, the Saturday, s- the tomorrow, sixth. Yeah. Yeah. So Monday the eighth. Eight. Yes. Yeah. And so on and so on. Uh, but that's gonna have to be it. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. But until then, have a good one. Bye. The Spoiler Cast is part of Please Don't Make a Scene. It is produced and directed by Tobias Vedin and hosted by Tobias Vedin and Rebecca Vedin. Executive producer is Annika Vedin. I also want to give a huge shout out to all our patrons over on patreon.com slash don't make a scene. Christopher Billian, Daniel Delgaiso, Mom, Dad, Laura Kinney, and Sika85. 